0: Welcome back to Making It So, episode 12.
1: They said it would never happen.
0: Well, it's happened.
1: But it's here. We're here.
0: We're We're back uh, talking strange new worlds on Mm. Making It So. I'm your host, Craig, and my fellow captain over
1: here, Maddie. Oh, I got a promotion. Thank you. Well, you were a captain last time, (laughs) weren't you? (laughs) I can't remember.
0: (laughs) It seems to be so long ago. Mm. So, for those of you that are listening to this right now, you'll notice that we are a couple of weeks late with the first episode of Strange New Worlds. Yes, it happens. Yep. We have lives outside of doing this but podcast. But
1: if, if you're listening after season two's <laughs> wrapped, then you have no idea. We're just putting our fingers in it, thumbs in it, foots in it. Some kind of appendage we are putting in it.
0: Okay. Yeah. Whatever floats your boat, mate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so season two, episode one... Mm. The broken circle spoilers
1: I'm just trying to figure out what are, are they talking about like the circle that is them like the circle where's where the circle of friends is that is that the circle that's broken?
0: I don't know maybe we need to get into it to figure it out I don't know yeah
1: <laughs> I didn't I didn't notice the name of the episode until no. you just said it there yeah, and no. I'm like
0: what does that mean It's called the broken circle mm. so I don't know maybe it's something to do with the Klingons All right so anyway. Heavy spoilers, I've already hit the button, I'll hit yeah. it again, just for posterity.
1: Yeah, we've watched it, you need to have watched it.
0: If you haven't watched it and you want to be spoiled, that's fine with me. Yeah, like, I
1: mean, maybe you're in one of those countries at the moment where Paramount's just like, hey you, fuck off, we don't care, we don't We don't
0: want... <laughs> Much like they're doing to the Prodigy right now. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, they're like, hey you, get fucked, we don't care.
0: So, should we... Mm. No, anyway, yeah, Prodigy seems like it's done, basically, they're getting rid of it. Yeah. And they're potentially shopping it to other channels. But, hey, we'll see what happens.
1: Well, and like we were saying, maybe in our recap, um, or maybe the one before, it's technically, like, it's two seasons are going to be the same amount of episodes as four seasons of Lower Decks. Yeah. So it's like, that's a that's a pretty good run. But obviously with all the, the writer strike going on and stuff like that, I think all the streaming services are kind of panicking and just doing stuff to be like, okay, what can we do to save money? And, yeah, some stuff's getting...
0: Yeah, oh, uh it's made by or made with Nickelodeon. So why don't they just put it on the Nickelodeon channel? I don't know. There's, there's Wouldn't lots that of make that. sense?
1: There's lots of weird stuff though because of the whole writer strike and, and uh, what do you call it? Royalties and all that kind of stuff. A lot of shows are just being pulled. Like, yeah. I don't know whether it's true or not, but they were saying like the Mighty Ducks TV show that was on Disney Plus. Don't Hang on, any... what? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, with uh, Lauren Graham from Gilmore Girls. Oh, right. And like Emilio Estevez was in the first season. Damn, I need to and see then, that now. And then he became an anti-vaxxer, so they fired him. Um, <laughs> that's a whole other whole podcast. <laughs> Even though like Disney, made, like Disney owns the Mighty Ducks franchise, Disney made this thing. They're, they finished it. They're pulling it from streaming services apparently just because it's too much. Because every time someone watches it, Actors and stuff get royalties from yes, it and, and Roger. Well, now obviously the the writers being like, well, hey, we we like to be able to afford rent and food too. Can we please get some of that action? They're pulling a lot of shows because it's going to be too expensive, if you know all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that makes sense. There's all these things, so I'm assuming that's what's happened with um, Prodigy, maybe, because, and also it's you know it's an animated show, and I feel like of the two animated shows going at the moment, Lower Decks seems to have the bigger the bigger fan base. Oh, I really like so, Lower Decks, but um, yeah, it's,
0: it's been noted. It's. <laughs> Later in the season, we're getting a decks episode on Strange New Worlds. It's going to be amazing. I'm nervous, but excited. Um, (laughs) All right, let's uh, read the synopsis of this episode. A distress call from Lieutenant Noonien Singh compels Spock to disobey orders and take the Enterprise and its crew into disputed space on a rescue mission. Directed by Chris Fisher, writer's Gene Roddenberry. Uh, I guess that's as you said to me before we started, probably because he created... Mm. Some of these characters. Akiva Goldsman, Alex Kurtzman.
1: Mm. I, um, I forgot Laan left. Oh, yeah, okay. It's been a while, and I didn't end up watch. I was like, oh, I need to find one of those things on YouTube where it, like, just gives you a quick recap of the, of the series, of this, like, season expecting maybe, like, to find a 10 or 15 minute No, review. they're all, and you're, like, two hours. And you're like, I've got one. Here's the link. I click on it and it's, like, two hours. And I'm like, I may as well just watch the whole fucking oh, so series. That, saved
0: that, you like, that would have saved you, like, eight hours, mate. And I still didn't watch it.
1: <laughs> um. So, yeah, like, I'm guessing it must have been at the end of the penultimate episode, like, with the Gorn and stuff. Is yeah. that when she left?
0: Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, it could have been. Long. I can't remember. Because the, the so last episode was obviously all the, the timey-wimey um, stuff. So... Yeah, I'd forgotten that she wasn't... I knew, obviously, Una got arrested at the end of um, the final episode. But, yeah, I forgot about the um, the whole Lan thing. So, I'm like, okay, all right. I'm playing well, catch-up.
0: seems like Lan's back, so... Yeah. Anyway, so... I actually really liked the last season of Strange New Worlds. And, to me, it was probably the strongest first season of a Trek series we've seen.
1: I think so, too. Like, I always compare, like, DS9... There's like four episodes in in the first season I watched of 22, whatever it is. Voyager is maybe a little bit higher, but I feel like of the 10 episodes of last season, the only one I really go, I don't need to watch that again, is the fairy tale one. (laughs) I love what it did for wrapping up uh, Mbenga's daughter thing because I felt like that was kind of shoehorning what they could do with him. And I'm like, oh, it's early to be wrapping up this whole story. But then, obviously, in this episode, we see they're actually broad. I'm loving what they're doing with Manga oh. in, this, in this episode. Well, he's kind of like um, a background
0: doctor in the original series. Yeah, yeah, He's not even correct. the main doctor of the Enterprise.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, so that's kind of the only... Because to me, it just felt like, oh, it's a holodeck episode without the holodeck. Um, yeah, true. So it was kind of a little bit... But everything else, like the other nine episodes are all very rewatchable. I mean, I still have my favourites over others and that kind of thing. But, it, yeah, it's a really strong first season.
0: Yeah, no, I I totally enjoyed it. Um, And I'm hoping that they keep Strange New Worlds around for at least four or five seasons, if not more. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think maybe with, I mean, I don't know how it is now compared to, you know, when Trek was, but it's normally, yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons why Enterprise only got four seasons because that's normally around the time when they start extending contracts and negotiations and all that kind of stuff. And they just went, "We'll, we'll tap it on the head here. And why you look at next general ds TS9 and Voyager all got seven seasons specifically. Um, so yeah, I think I think we could I think, I'm hoping we can say there's going to be at least four seasons, but yeah I would, I would like it to get a full run. So far, I think I think it, you could um, they kind of had like their backdoor
0: run. season with that part of uh, yes, discovery, didn't they? <laughs> which we saw in
1: the, in, the, um, uh, in the previously on, and I was mm. just like, I was like, oh God, I forgot about that.
0: You yeah, know I, I have gone back and watched some of those episodes as well.
1: Seeing seeing Pike in the in the Discovery uniform, I'm like, yeah, it was a bit jarring, huh? Hey? <laughs> I not like that.
0: Anyway, so yeah, as yeah, as you said at the end of last season, Una got arrested for being Ilarian. Mm. So is
1: that what she's Ilarian?
0: Ilarian, yes. So
1: I'm curious to see now. I'm hoping this is going to be a, and I guess this is thinking about next week, um, because we know that next week is going to be the the Una trial episode. Something I, I found interesting is when all the the series was first announced, and it was announced, "Oh, Laa and Singh," and it's like, "Oh," and it's like I just assumed that would be her secret that no one would know that she is a descendant of Khan. No, like, it's, it's a very no, famous name. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I thought she, that, like we as an audience would know that's her name, but she would keep that a secret, maybe go by a pseudonym. Oh, yeah, okay. And because it's like, but then obviously it's not like everyone knows common knowledge; it's a whole big thing and. The part I'm trying to wrap my head around, and I'm hoping we'll get some answers next week, is Una is arrested for being genetically altered. Yes. La'an is the descendant of someone who is genetically altered. So does that mean the Federation has no problem with people who are descendant? Like, say say I got genetically altered. These are then, questions that we can yeah, go for the next episode, then, I, I like, reckon. So <laughs> it's weird to me that, yeah, that like La'an's just like doing whatever she wants, but it's like, the whole reason Una's being May- arrested is because of La'an's ancestor and what he did. Maybe he was just like fine. her
0: great-great-uncle or something and not a direct oh, bloodline. maybe. Yeah, so yeah, like maybe Khan's brother was potentially. I don't know. I don't
1: know. But yeah. I'm that's- guessing
0: Khan was made in a fucking lab though. Well, he would have he, he been, you know, going to- off Enterprise. When they had all the augmentations, oh in yeah, that. they the were all, bits and all that yeah kind of stuff,
1: yeah, yeah. So I don't know. So I, yeah, it is it is weird to me that that Una is being arrested for being genetically altered, when Laan's walking around as a Noonian sing just la 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 la. Like um, anyway, yeah,
0: that that we need to talk about that next week. Yeah. we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're it's, a little bit excited. Yeah, yeah. The actress who plays Una is amazing. So. Yeah,
1: mystique. Yes.
0: Anyway, so this episode opens with a beautiful space shot of the Enterprise docked at mm. Starbase 1.
1: Those, all those all those chaotic shuttles though. That oh, they're of, everywhere. I was like, bro, flight path where? They were just doing whatever the hell they wanted. <laughs> and then I could be wrong, but was that the Kelvin we saw next to the Enterprise? It was like a little baby ship with just like one nacelle sticking out the bottom. Is that the Kelvin or did the Kelvin have like, one at the bottom and one at the. I top. I think it had
0: one at the bottom and one at the top. Okay,
1: so it might have been something different. But I just saw this little baby ship with one nacelle, and I was like, "Oh, I wonder if that's some kind of little nod to, to the Kelvin or something." Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't mentioned, and no one said anything, and you couldn't sort of see a registry. But um, ha- how did you feel about this
0: space station? Uh, yeah, what was it called, Starbase One? Having like domes with like green
1: greenery inside. It's very off-putting as someone who grew up on space dock. Yeah, um, but I do believe. It is a canon thing. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think there was some references to it in the original series. But the original series is my least knowledgeable. Yeah, area. and
0: same. Because like, obviously in like the JJ verse and the Kelvin timeline, they've got like what was that? That the last movie where they had that massive um, space station that they that got destroyed it had all the oh, the, the rings ring and stuff and the, yeah. yeah with all the ground I hated that
1: cuz that made no sense cuz that was like out on the outskirts that was yeah. like that was like their version of deep space 9 and I'm like how the hell did you build the most advanced thing ever as far away as possible from um earth it made no sense
0: but yeah so like the the space station itself in this one starbase 1 I thought looked pretty cool yeah, like, yeah and it's a cool it idea. was super busy
1: and they did say didn't they have wasn't there a line from an episode last season where they kind of explained it and it was like after like the eugenics wars, World War Three, all that kind of stuff, there was you know, there's that real world vault where they store seeds of every plant and all that kind of stuff.
0: Oh yeah, we've got one here on Earth now. Yeah,
1: that's what I mean. <laughs> In the real world, there's that thing. Well they kind of took that idea of it and said, Okay, well we shot that up into space and then propagated this big thing. Up in space, I feel like that was something they said last season. Yeah, I don't know if they did. So, I, I missed that. Um, but yeah, it's it's cool. It's it is weird to think that you know, in a hundred years or two hundred years or whatever, it it's going to be just space dock. Yeah, like it'd be interesting to see like what what happens to that. Does it does it retire? Does it get destroyed? Does it? Who knows? Yeah, like so. I
0: don't know. Like us as you know, even in the real world, like we went from learning how to fly with the Wright brothers to landing on the moon within a very short 30 amount of time. Or 40 years something yeah, It or was something, something like ridiculous, I huh? yeah. Like, anyway. So that was like a thing I picked up in because I did a rewatch of Enterprise recently and the Vulcans were talking about how it took them like a thousand years to go from like flight to like breaking the, uh, yeah. like the warp barrier and stuff. And humans have done the whole thing in like a, hundred, a couple of hundred years. Yeah. Like and that they're intimidated by that because we are moving so fast. Yeah. Anyway, interesting side note. Mm. So yeah, that space shot was great. I liked the uh, the visuals. The CGI was brilliant. Yeah, absolutely no issues. Yeah, it with The CGI great. in this whole episode it's great.
1: It gave the the uh, it, I think it led into you know because obviously then we go into all the the um, refits being done on the ship and all the maintenance and that kind of stuff. So it kind of gave that frantic hustle and bustle kind of situation of just a, you know, generic working day of what it is to be Starfleet in this time. So, yeah, yeah I think as a, as a little establishing shot, it was great.
0: And then, then we get uh, Pike talking to Una over the comms, and she's obviously in some sort of a holding room somewhere. Mm. Don't know where. Probably on the station. I don't know.
1: That's, I mean, it's nice that she's got comm access, though. That's... <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, I guess she needs to be able to talk to legal representation, but mm. she doesn't actually have legal representation because yeah. Pike's talking to her <coughs> and trying to. So Pike's talking to her and trying to, you know, figure out a lawyer for her, and she knows someone that's a lawyer and yeah. another fellow Illyrian, and
1: they've been they've been ignoring her hails or whatever. And yeah, well,
0: there's definitely some uh, background there, I'm sure, which yeah. we'll get to next week. And
1: then obviously Pike says, well, he's going to go and do it in person, and he. Buggers off. And, and says, then leaves Luke, Spock in be, charge of the ship. I'll be back in three days. Now, Spock, is he Lieutenant Commander at this point? Or is no, he just he's Lieutenant? Lieutenant. Yeah,
0: wow. So th- th- I think this is Spock's first time in charge yeah. of the ship, which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so. Yeah, that I'd, I'd forgotten. Again, maybe I need to go back and watch the, the Gorn episode, but I'd forgotten what they showed in the previous year on about him accessing his emotions and having issues with that and... Him kind of having this weird... I mean, Spock's always had the weird thing with um, Nurse Chapel um, that obviously they're expanding on uh, in this show. But, yeah, like, later on when you see him, you know, get his Vulcan liar for the first time from a banger, which is cool. And then, yeah, sees Chapel and kind of panics and freaks out. It's like, I'm out of here. Um, yeah, so I think that's, that's a really good way to give Spock a little bit of interest so he's not just the same Vulcan the whole time. Like, there has to be character growth. So... Obviously, you don't want too much to sort of bang up against sort of what's already been established. But, um, yeah, so far, I'm like, okay, this is interesting.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned Nurse Chapel there. She is played by Jess Bush, who is a fellow Australian, for those that don't know. Yeah, didn't you know she was an Australian? Nah. um, So, I did a bit of uh, research, like, a while ago on, like, all of the cast to find out about them. But, yeah, when I found out she was Australian, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, cool. Dive deeper. She was... On one of those Australia's top model shows or something like that in the early 2000s. Okay. So, yeah. From from Sydney. I think she was on um, Neighbours or something for a while as well, maybe, potentially. I don't know. I'll have to look her up. So, quite an attractive lady. Oh, God, of course. (laughs) I have a thing for blondes.
1: (laughs) That's not blonde. That's platinum. That's... (laughs) Uh-huh. And it's like, what what TV show these days? Is like, you know what? We're going to intentionally hire unattractive people because that's what people want to watch on TV. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Like, just regular people. No. Um. Yeah, so Spock, yeah, with that, you know, giving, being given the captaincy, he seems really unsure of himself yeah. a bit, Like, which is a little bit like, oh, Spock, feeling unsure. But then you got to think, like, the Spock that we know is much older, and then now we're yeah, going back to a younger, inexperienced Spock. Yeah. So... He goes and yeah,
1: and like I was saying, like it's it's a boring character if there's no growth. Like if he's the same person ten years ago as to what he is ten years later, it's like, well, that's boring. You yeah, know? yeah, you want to you want to see a bit of character growth. Like if you look, my my favorite example is Kieran Reese. If you look at Kieran Reese from the first time we meet, her. oh, she's very jarring to when to you the, first look, meet to her. The last time <laughs> we meet her, she's so different. You know, she's had. And I think Balana's up there as well. Yeah. Balana and Kira at the start were both very similar, both just these very strong, aggressive, um, tag no shit people. And then it's like yeah, to the end, and Balana's just like married with the kid, and you know, in this healthy relationship, just mumming it up, and, you know, <laughs> come to terms with a lot of her um, trauma around her her dual speciesness, and like like she has so much growth. Yeah. Um, you will get Chakotay, and there's not a lot of big. There's not a big difference between you know episode one and episode 170 something. Not a lot happened with Chakotay.
0: No, so anyway, when Spock visits uh, Dr. Mbenga for his stress, like Mbenga gives him the harp. And what is that? Actually? I think he's a Vulcan liar. Yeah, I and, believe. I, and obviously, we've seen that with Spock later mm. on in other series and stuff. And yeah. this must be the first time he's ever got it. Yeah, um, I, wonder, I wonder. Which is the, cool.
1: Well, I wonder how the sweaties feel. Like, obviously, we don't have huge attachments to the original series. So I wonder if the sweaties would be enjoying that or not enjoying that
0: i think that's like a nice little add-in to you know like where spock got that from like obviously no one's probably thought oh i wonder where he picked that up from before but to learn that that's where he got it from yeah i just wonder if
1: people are gonna go like compare it to like oh did we really need to know that anakin skywalker built c-3po like that didn't need to be a thing so i wonder if there's some people going who were just hating on it for the sake of hating on it it's like oh benga gave him the lie of course he did but it's fine. Yeah. He anyway. at some point.
0: So yeah, he he gets that liar and yeah, brings his stress level down and then Chapel walks in and the stress level Straight goes back, back up, again. up. Yeah. So but that's it. Yeah. Obviously there's a lot of there was a lot of tension between them in the last season and mm. like obviously sexual tension and stuff and it's probably going to come to a head in this season at some so point So to speak. <laughs> I just left that one open, didn't I really? <laughs> anyway, so the Enterprise like so th- This enterprise has been through so many fucking upgrades Mm. like, and we're getting more upgrades now. And in
1: five years, they have to change it to be, you know, black cardboard desks. So what are they going to do then? And
0: totally white. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's got that nice Aztec hull and everything right now. Yeah. even when we saw it in Discovery, it looked pretty cool as Mm. well. I don't know. Yeah. I guess there's been quite a few changes in the timeline over the last few years and maybe little ripple effects here have changed things. Who knows?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? (laughs) But, yeah,
0: engineering inspections, upgrades, the crew's being a bit painful with it.
1: <laughs> I was really put off by Ahura in that yes. moment, Wish. I'm like, was, for a second, I was like... Bro. Ensign Ahura now. Yeah, because I was like, bro, you're a cadet. And then I was like, oh, no, you're not. You're an ensign now. But still, like, calm down day two. Like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, and I, it just, it felt very jarring for her character, I guess, because we're used to Nichelle's Ahura, who I feel is just very, like, strong, but not... Adversarial. I don't think I've ever seen Uhura be adversarial in that way, especially to another Starfleet officer who's just trying to do their job. She's
0: still young and, like, you know, going through that growth. Like, even myself, like, I know I was probably much more adversarial when I first joined the Army than what I am now. Probably, yeah. you know, a lot of seasoning and calming down over the last 20 years.
1: Yeah, I guess I would have liked just a moment, just for her to just be, like, someone to be, like, relax, Ensign. Like, just you know, yeah,
0: calm your farm bitch. You're at an eight. We <laughs> need
1: you at like a two, you know? Um, I mean, but you know, she's still doing her job. Like she likes to do a job, but yeah, I guess it, it goes back to the, the Gene Roddenberryness of it all of staff lead offers. Shouldn't be antagonistic towards each other like that. And she was just being a straight up bitch to that guy. <laughs> uh, he's just like, oh, bro, I'm just trying to do my job. Like you're in, you're in dry dock. Like, Fucking relax. Yeah. You know, and obviously she's, you know, proven right in the end by, but then by, a hail does come. Yeah, in, Yeah. Yeah. By the hail coming through from the arm, but it's like, you could just, just chill, just chill. Like if she's that agitated in space dock, what's she going to be like, it, like in a battle scenario when she, when your consoles are exploding around her. Mm. So it's like, it felt a little bit out of character. So I'm hoping they kind of just ease up on that a little bit, but yeah. it was, you know, it was, it was still fun for the most part, but it was a little off putting.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, anyway, so she gets that hail and she goes and talks to Spock and uh, Spock's like, um, why didn't you just call me on the comms? Like, <laughs> <laughs> She's like, comms are down. He's like,
1: I'm trying to practice my new instrument. Yeah. Do we, um, do we have a name yet for the other, I think she's a lieutenant, the, one who's, uh, the Asian woman who's sitting at the console with Ortegas. Has she been given a name? Because I feel like she had a lot in this episode. But I feel like we've never been told her name, or have I just not been told? Yeah, look. I've seen her before. I definitely remember her from season one.
0: I've definitely seen her before, and I didn't pick up her name. Mm. But um, according to IMDB here, her name is Jenna Mitchell.
1: Okay. She's
0: played by the actress, and I'm probably going to destroy her name here, but it's called Fu R-O-N-G space F-U.
1: I don't know if there's any other ways you could.
0: I look, It's probably because it's like Asian. It's probably like ong fu or something. Who knows?
1: Yeah, it could be. Could be. Uh, I'm was, sorry if I said your name incorrectly. Jen, Jenna Mitchell.
0: Jenna Mitchell. Okay, that's the character's name.
1: Oops.
0: So yeah, she's. I don't. I don't know if we have you know heard her name before, but you know who knows. Yeah. So anyway, then then we, you know, flash over to. Kat- was it, Katagata 4? Which is that is that he oh, I can't remember. Sure. That? that was the dilithium mining planet with uh, all the right, the Klingons right, on right, it. Right, 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 right. Alright. Um Yeah, that's like just that seems to be a planet on the edge of, you know, Klingon and Federation space where yeah, it's a yeah, dilithium a, mining planet. That's
1: a weird setup. What did Ad, uh, what did um April say? It's like, oh they get it a month, we get it a month? Well, he, he he d- he weird. didn't he
0: didn't say a month. He just said it was alternate access. So Oh,
1: cuz like, didn't he say like we get it next month. I think he said, you know. Yeah, so we
0: get it next month, but yeah. it it didn't really say how long uh, the Klingons had had it for. So which, you know, like if you were doing that a month on and a month off, that would be painful.
1: That's weird.
0: Like 6 months maybe? I could understand.
1: Well, just like you have that half we'll have this half. Or like what it's a very weird arrangement. Yeah, well,
0: you know, who knows? But, mm. you know, it seems to be working. But as one of the Klingons there said, yeah, there's a lot more deaths when the Klingons <laughs> have yeah, uh, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, true. Speaking of the Klingons, we're, they got rid of the fucking dumbass Discovery Klingons yes. and we're back to sort of regular Klingons. But it's...
1: Which they look good, but, yeah, then my first thought was should Spock be interacting with ridged Klingons, given that in the original series they're all the smooth-head Klingons that he's been interacting with.
0: Well, and in Enterprise, we went to smooth-head Klingons at one point because of the augments. Because of the augments. Yes. But then they, they've – so there must still be some out there that are smooth-heads, and then at yes. some point the smooth-heads must take over yes, control. Yes, because remember
1: at the start of Enterprise in Broken Bow, it's – you meet a normal ridge-headed Klingon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So – um, but obviously during the original series – um, the smooth head. It was we this saw smooth heads because that's just what Klingons looked like at the time, and I feel like you know, and obviously all we've got to go off is that line from Worf in um, Trials and Tribulations. We which don't is, talk about something we don't <laughs> discuss with outsiders. Um. So yeah, it's interesting that you know maybe, maybe you know in a this season or future season. Spock will encounter his first flat-headed Klingon. Oh yeah, I'd say... that'll be what they then discuss then. There
0: might be more of a, you know, this is my thoughts anyway, like a Klingon civil war where the smooth heads take over for a while.
1: Could be. I mean, they kind of did retcon Romulans a little bit as well in Picard where it's like they would have traditional next-generation Romulans with a forehead and then you would have the other ones without foreheads and they're like, oh, it's just, you know, Northern Hemisphere versus Southern Hemisphere and all that kind of stuff. So... Um, yeah, it could be a, a similar sort of scenario, um, in that yeah, we it's it's only we might see Spock encounter his first flat-headed um, Klingon and make comment on it then, not now.
0: Yeah, potentially. Like it'll be interesting to see how they deal with it, and I yeah. think they kind of did deal with it pretty well in Enterprise when they did it. And
1: I mean, yeah, because it was a thirty-year question. Yeah, that no- was never addressed, and it's just like why, 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 and then. I think, yeah, that's, that's one of the, the better things that Enterprise did was answer that question and put it in a cool way within law that you're like, oh, it's all connected.
0: Yeah, and it's all connected with uh, Khan,
1: basically, yeah. and his people. So anyway,
0: mm. so the senior staff, they all get together and they chat about La'an and, you know, figuring out what they're going to do. And yeah. they come up with a plan. Well, Spock comes up with a plan to steal the Enterprise.
1: Yeah, and okay. then we're introduced to... Pellier. Pellier. I love Carol Kane.
0: Yeah, I've seen her in a few things. Yeah. And her accent in this is a it's, little bit...
1: It's going to take some getting used to. Like, because she has such a distinct voice already. Yeah. And uh, putting these, this accent on as well, I'm like, oh, this is going to take some getting used to. Um, And yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to understand... Like, is, is that going to be the joke? Like, in the same way, like, the next generation just had just random pilots all the time, is Strange New World's just going to be, like, rotating engineers, like, chief engineers? until Like, Maybe. like we had, what was the um, the dude's name last Hemner. Hemner. Um, oh, Hemmer? Hem, Hem, Hemmer? Hemmer? Hemmer. Hemmer?
0: Hemmer. Hemler. Oh, it's Hemmer.
1: Something like that. Um, obviously, like, we had him last season. He was only in, like, three episodes before they killed him. Wow,
0: oh, it was a lot more than that, but yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah.
1: Are you sure? Um, and now we have Pelia, um, who's obviously very different and much more comedic. She's a Lanthanite, um, which I've never heard of. before. No, neither have I. I find um, them really interesting, though. She has a cute little pouch that she wears, <laughs> um, and yeah, she's very sure of herself. So, yeah, based on the way they've described the character, I'm like, oh, so it's kind of like an Allurian, you know, live yeah. for a very long time. I
0: think. Th- from what I'm gathering, though, these Lanthanites live a lot longer than even Elorians, Yeah. And they lived on Earth.
1: Yeah, because they said something like they live unimaginably long or so something like that. So,
0: are they like a subspecies of humans or are they an alien species that come to Earth and lived there for uh, thousands of years? I'm
1: going to say the second one. Okay. So, because obviously when you look at Guinan back in um, Mark Twain days, she was living on Earth. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, I think I think that would be the safe way to go. Then this far into the fr- like fifty years into the franchise, going, oh, guess what? Humans have an offshoot species that lives really, really long. I don't know. I don't know if we could swallow that as a, as a fandom. Did you
0: notice how obviously she's got her Starfleet Delta on her uniform, but mm. she's also got like another brooch as well? Yeah, what was that? I think that's just her, like a, like a, it's oh. just like a brooch.
1: I know, I know. In the original series, the things they would wear on their chests were weird.
0: Like, I like their medals.
1: Yeah, like and you see it um, in the trailer for this season. It's like you see the shots of people um, testifying at Una's trial and they're just wearing these just big like rainbow Pokemon badges yeah, on so their chest.
0: Yeah, so obviously like with like my medals being in the military, that it's just like a nice row of medals or it, we can just wear our ribbon bar. Yeah. To me, that looks like instead of having like a nice ribbon bar, they put them all like in like a splodge almost.
1: Yeah. No, but I mean, even just one badge is just a, a, a rainbow crystal. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah. some of them get really, really wild and out there. They look like Pokemon badges, basically. <laughs> it um, would be interesting
0: to get some sort of actual understanding of why yes. they're like
1: this. But Yeah. And I think this will be a good show for me in terms of that. Because it's like, I understand Pips fantastically, I do not understand the stripes on their on their wrists and all that kind of stuff to denote,
0: and that's be- that's because we grew up with uh, like the next generation Voyager and DS Nine and all that sort of stuff. We're yeah, used like to the pips.
1: It makes sense. So it's like you so said yeah. I'm keen to know, like
0: it's like for me with navy uniforms, like looking at all their stripes and stuff. I've got no idea.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it. I look <laughs> at someone's sleeve and I go. Even back in um, Trials and Tribulations, when DS Nine went back to this era. And uh, Cisco's like, oh, I've got lieutenant stripes. I'm like, oh, I can't tell. It. I can't tell the difference between his stripes and Kirk's stripes, <laughs> you know. So I'm like, I, I want to get to the point where I can look at someone's um, insignia and go, oh, that's a lieutenant, or that's a lieutenant commander, or whatever it is. Yeah, okay. Um,
0: maybe it's something that you need to sit down and look up. And oh,
1: I've tried. <laughs> I'm just hoping, just, just through osmosis, it'll just. It'll come to absorb in.
0: Well, like, like, hey, we know all the character names, basically, you know, on the ship. Yeah. We didn't know that with Discovery. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) We picked up all the names via osmosis. Anyway, so now that we know her name, Jenna Mitchell, she goes and sets off a fake uh, warp core breach. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Like, and she looks so dodgy as she was doing it as well. Right. It's like, oh, I'm not doing anything bad.
1: And, then, and again, it's an interesting choice to choose the non um, main character. like she's not part of the, the, the main cast. She's not a star of the show. No, So it's interesting to use her and not say Ortegaus or you know something like that, given they sit next to each other on the bridge. Um, so I like that. It's okay, I want to know who this because someone has to sit at that at that seat. I think I guess she would be the navigator. Yeah, like because that's normally helm and navigation, but then obviously in Kirk's era, it's like helm and tactical. But Laan is kind of tactical over on the other side. Yeah, and of then the Ortega
0: in, in this episode as well. Ortegas was like, you know, do you want me to shoot as well?
1: Yeah, she yeah, did that's say that, true. and I
0: was like, mm, okay, I guess all the all the different stations can do lots of things, but.
1: Yeah, well, and I guess, yeah, like, they, they reference it in this episode when she's talking to the dude about how she, like, she sets up her console a certain way. Yeah. And then there was that moment in...
0: And she inverts, like, the X and Y axis or something, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then there was that moment in last season's finale in the alternate future type thing where she's on the other side, which I think is a throwback to... Um, Something original series. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure. Like, I
0: I have watched all through the original series a couple of times, but oh no, it's I've tried. Yeah, it's it's not as watchable for me because obviously, like, and I guess, like, people now who are starting on Star Trek watching Discovery, going back and watching, like, The Next Generation would be, or even going way back for them and watching the original series would just be like, what the hell is this crap? Yeah.
1: Um, I've tried, even on Netflix, um, because we have it on Netflix here in Australia, I've even tried watching it at, like, one and a half speed. And it's still hard to get through. But <laughs> like really there's a, f- yes. a couple
0: of key episodes that I do go back and like the city on the edge of forever. And, yeah. you know, like the one with the Gorn and all that sort of stuff where the arena
1: or the trap. I can't remember what it's called now.
0: Yeah. But yeah, there, there are a few like episodes that I will go back and, and watch yeah, no. and probably because of strange new worlds, I will go back and watch some more of them because yes. they do have time. I,
1: I did go back and watch the to. Ter- to pring is that to pring? Yeah. yeah, I went back and watched that episode with. Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, <laughs> I'm really embarrassed. Uh, I that wish I, I had that. video. <laughs> yeah, it looks like I just went down on the microphone. And I should have done that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Instant regret. <laughs> Instant regret.
0: Oh, great. Yeah. Anyway, so Pellia, she's on the bridge, um, and mm. she's she just doesn't look worried that there's a warp, imminent warp core that is, breach.
1: That is some confidence in yeah. your in your work ethic. You're like, well, I know, because I, I teach a course on warp core yeah. breaches. I looked at that yesterday, so there is absolutely no way there could be a, <laughs> a breach in progress. I love that.
0: Yeah, I brought up yeah that she wears that brooch with us, st- and yeah, and then she figures it out that they're stealing the ship.
1: And oh, that's a and, huge And she's jump. down with
0: it, though. She out. And she's a
1: commander. <laughs> she outlogicked a Vulcan. Yeah. That's incredible.
0: Yeah, she's just like, eh, whatever, you're I'm still down. on the
1: ship. I'm down with it. I've not been
0: on a ship for like 100 years. Yeah. And they all sort of like, hang on, what? <laughs> 100 years? And they thought she was sort of like, just going over the top a little bit. But yeah, we actually find out that she's a Lanthanite and... I, and uh what is it uhura is the one that sort of yeah figures it from the accent from the accent yeah. which yeah. i think
1: is a great way to obviously buy back the accent that uh carol kane is doing and that was what gave her away as a lanthanide i wonder
0: how hard that is for her to keep up that accent while she's in mm. character but i guess actors do it all the time like yeah
1: and it, it feels very unique in that i'm not listening to you going oh that's that's like a, a boston accent or that's a
0: it's just something that Carol Kane's made up, accent
1: eh? or a Silvan- no. It's just it just seems to be her own little thing. It seems to be just a, a combination of four or five different sort of accents or whatever. Um, yeah, so it was it was it was thick. It was she was thick. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll see how that progresses during um uh, during the season. But then when
0: we find out that uh, she actually knows Spock's mum as well, Amanda.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, she said one of the first people she quote unquote came out to yeah <laughs> uh, about being a Lanthanite was um. Is his mum's name something? Grayson? or Amanda. Amanda. Amanda Grayson.
0: Yeah. So, and yeah, I guess one of the, the big things though that I really want to harp on with Pelia is she's just wacky and loose. Like, and yeah. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how they go with her character. And then like at some point, obviously, she's going to leave the Enterprise because Montgomery Scott's going to come yeah, in.
1: Yeah, we've got to lose her. We've got to lose Laan. We've got to lose Ortega. Like we've got to lose a lot of people. Like, if- I'm
0: hoping these people don't get killed off as well, because I'm liking like most of these characters in this
1: show, I really like. I just, I feel like Ortegas is still being underused. I mean, we're only one episode in. I just, I want more. I want, because she's such an interesting character, but she's that one that's always left on the bridge. Yeah, I find
0: her haircut too a bit, you know, like, it's very, like, it's straight away you see it and you're like, oh, that's Ortegas. Yes. I'm like,
1: yeah, there's no like, confusing her with anybody else like, on the bridge.
0: I'm like, I wonder what sort of. Yeah, if that was like the actor that decided that she wanted to do something different like that or what, yeah, I don't it's, know.
1: It's very distinct. Like, you know, she may be someone who generally has short hair, but obviously the she, way yeah. it's styled on the side, she's got to live with that when she's not working. Yeah. Like in the same way, like Tim Russ had to live with the Vulcan haircut, <laughs> you know, in the off season. Um, yeah, it's a lot. But I guess, you know, they they're kind of, I think they changed it because I did notice... Chappell's. I'm assuming that's a wig she's wearing. Um, it was styled a little differently uh, in this episode. Yeah, Jess
0: Bush has normally got uh, shorter sort of hair from yeah. any of the pictures I've seen of her, but I don't know. It might not be a wig. Um,
1: well, I'm assuming to to color your hair that distinctly would damage it quite a lot. So and be a lot of upkeep. So I would I would imagine it's just a wig. Um, and then with um, Ethan Peck's Spock, I don't know. Like those sideburns were real and they were very pointy this episode. Um, but I feel like they're doing like like a little cowlick comb over thing to get the fringe at the front. There was a little you could see a little air in the front there, just kind of hide his forehead. But I think they, I think he's doing a great job as as a Spock.
0: So out of all of the Spock's that we've seen, so we've yeah, you know, obviously seen um Ethan Peck yeah. now play Spock, and now we're seeing um, well, Lenin, oh, sorry, Lenin is that Zach? Z- Zachary yeah, Quinto. Yeah, that's the names that I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. That. So Zachary Quinto, I thought, did a relatively good Spock as well, but I'm actually enjoying Ethan Peck better. Yes,
1: agreed. Like so much more. Agreed. I mean, yeah, I had I had a lot of issues with those JJ films. Um, I think as much as I really don't care for Chris Pine, he gave a great Shatner. Um And what we've seen of old mate from Vampire Diaries, um, oh, what's his being name? Wesley something. Yeah, yeah, Wesley Snipes. Um, being <laughs> being the young Kirk. He I, ain't black. <laughs> <laughs> Why gotta be black? Um, he He's not doing so far as good of a job as I would say. Yeah, Ethan Pexar, in terms of interpreting the character, giving us enough of the original character, but still making it your own. And yeah, I would say, just is that
0: just like a young Kirk again, learning to be Kirk, and eventually oh. he will...
1: I mean... Young Pine was kind of like Chris Pine played that age. But yeah. it was that weird thing where he just went straight from cadet to captain. So I don't that's another yeah, thing that that was bothered weird. me about that. So <laughs> anyway,
0: those movies.
1: Yeah, but I, I would say yeah, the the Peck is sorry, yeah, the Ethan Peck is probably my favorite. The the Uhura actress, I'm still like that's an interesting character.
0: Celia Rose Gooding, her Yeah. Name is.
1: I don't quite see Uhura yet. No. But just her as a character, I find her very charming and interesting and, and I, I enjoy watching her on screen. It
0: took me a little bit to actually get used to her in the first series, in the first season, actually. Okay. Like to begin with, I was a little bit like, oh, I don't know, but I'm actually starting to like the character now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't think she would be back for this season. Like I thought it was gonna be, oh, here's Cadet Uhura. And that's going to get all the old school fans into the show, and then she's going to finish up, and she's going to go back to the academy, and we'll have someone else in that seat. So it is a little odd to think that she's just there now, and at some because I think when you meet Uhura in the original series, she's a lieutenant, I believe. Yes. So yeah, she's only got one more rank till she's Nichelle Nichols. Yeah, but um, like
0: at the same time, like we've seen, you know, some characters on these ships like just be like a. A commander for twenty years, or a captain yeah, for true. twenty years, and stuff. Ensign
1: for ten years. Poor Harry. Yeah, oh, yeah. he's probably. What is? It? We're about
0: twenty something years now. So.
1: No, I saw. Did you see? Um, he he went to a um Garrett Wong went to a IMAX screening of the Picard finale with Terry Metalis, and Terry's like, he's a captain. It's canon. And they got, and they got just, it. just
0: because Terry said it. Yeah,
1: because Terry said it. Um, and they got a picture <laughs> together, and it's like I'm I'm here with Captain King. <laughs> they should
0: have given him a couple of extra pips.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that would have been great.
0: Anyway, so they blow the clamps holding the Enterprise to the Starbase there as well, which I thought was a didn't, nice cool shot.
1: Oh, didn't? Yeah, it was a cool shot. But didn't the Starbase release them? Because, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they, yeah, they
0: blow them as an emergency thing oh, yeah, because yeah, they yeah, started yeah. to vent the plasma out of the nacelles. Mm. They're like. Crap, you basically got to get this ship away from here before yeah. a breach occurs.
1: Yeah, better you guys blow up <laughs> on your own than taking the whole station with you.
0: And then the, the Enterprise turns around and does that sweet 180 and then
1: warps off into nothing. Well, before they do that, and this is something that I think we saw in some of the trailers and it has been uh, a bit of a hot topic regarding, uh, like around the fandom in, in, you know, your hardcore original series fans is the thing.
0: Yes. I, I've written all that down. Yeah. Because
1: yeah. Um, obviously it's becoming a big, like obviously there was the whole seven thing at the end of um, Picard yep. and here as well. And it's fun. It's maybe a little too self-referential for me. I guess the only issue I had in this one, it's like, uh, guys, remember how there's a distress call and you're responding to a distress call? This isn't a time for levity. You guys <laughs> have just stolen the Enterprise and you've got to go and potentially save a friend's life. Do you have time to just idle for 45 seconds while you're like, do 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 your thing, do your thing? So what have we got? So uh, Captain Picard's like,
0: engage. Yeah. Make, oh,
1: is he make it so? No, it's engage. Well, then where's make it so come
0: from? Oh, he does say make it so sometimes, but yeah, it's like yeah. engage, make it so. Um, what's Janeway say? Do it. Do it. Fucking Pike. Hit it. Hit it. Um, the captain in um, Lower Decks, she's warp me.
1: Yeah, warp me, Riker, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, <laughs> five, um, six, seven. Yeah, and Spock.
0: I, I would like the ship to go now. I love, I love that. <laughs> it was just the way he played it off was amazing. Yeah, like it was, it was just
1: so deadpan. Yeah, yeah, it was very lower decks. and it was
0: very, There was a little bit of that. uh. Like eyebrow that just yeah. went up a little bit. He's like, it- "This
1: is my moment. I'm gonna have my thing. This is me being." And it was just the lamest thing ever. That part I loved. It was the build up, the 45 seconds of do do do, do it, just nudging, do the thing. It's like in it, any other like if it was just a general day, like and it was like Pike was off doing something on shore leave, um, and uh, Spock was in command, and he was just. Had to take the ship somewhere Great When it's an emergency And it's a distress call I'm like Probably not the best time for this Ah, Just
0: give a little bit of extra power And you'll make up that uh, 45 seconds I
1: don't know (laughs) Just Just the levity When it's like Oh we've got to go uh, Potentially save a friend's life I'm like I mean, then again, it's La'an, so it's not exactly a friend. It's more a work colleague. <laughs> yeah. with, when it comes to La'an, she's like, I, I like Una, and that is it.
0: Well, speaking of La'an, like, the next scene we see is La'an, there drinking blood wine with Klingons, and yeah. they've got their same, um, like, Klingon mugs, which are actually a measuring cup.
1: Oh, did they? I didn't notice that. Oh, really? Yeah. So,
0: obviously, that what they're drinking the uh, blood wine out of yeah. is the same like blood wine flasks that you'd see them drinking in, like, DS9 yeah, and fantastic. all that sort of stuff. And I've actually got one somewhere. It's actually a measuring cup. Yeah, wow. Like on the, so they always film them so you can't see uh, the, in, the printed numbers on it. So I'll dig it out later. I'll that's show you. incredible. Yeah.
1: Well, the jumping forward, I did actually notice later on when we see um, Mbenga and Chapel sort of going through the airlocks and stuff like that. The airlock behind looked very DS9. Like whenever they would come out of the runabout into the little airlock there and there was just these little sort of like diamond-shaped doors at the top, it almost looked like it was a reused set, which obviously it couldn't have been because it's been so long. They surely (laughs) would have been destroyed. But it was a really nice touch in that it was, you know, um, hearkening back to that. Even though though we're in the past.
0: Anyway, the the senior staff are now meeting with La'an as well down on the planet. Mm. So... Yeah, and they're talking about that there's a girl who survived a, a Gorn attack that she's there to help her find her parents and stuff, which is great. Um, and they, Yeah, they talk about the planet and how, yeah, it's a Klingon and Federation planet and they yeah. swap and all that sort of stuff. But they're also saying that there's a group of Klingon and Federation soldiers that want to restart the war. Like, why the hell? Like, of, for us... Yeah, it's like, why the hell would you want to do it? But for these guys, it's all about the money that they can make off of the dilithium and stuff there. Yeah,
1: but yeah. which I would believe for Klingons, because also Klingons yeah, why, are very... why are the Federation war, members? Yeah, yeah, why? Like, even, even just humans. Like, even yeah. if they weren't members of the Federation, they were just their own individual thing. It's like, the, the idea of by this time, humans should be a little more enlightened and shouldn't be war profiteering.
0: Yeah, and I was just like like, Oh, why are they doing it yeah. like this? So I could totally understand the Klingons doing it. But then obviously making a false flag attack basically and building like a, a federation ship to then attack the Klingons, I was like, Wow, they're really going deep into it here. And yeah. The the um the saucer section on that ship that they built yeah. looked very much like the discovery.
1: Oh. Did they build it? I missed that part. Yeah. I just I just thought it—they salvaged it, and there was just some. Well, yeah, they they sort of
0: salvaged um, parts and made that themselves. Oh. And they they. Oh, c-
1: I thought it was just like a derelict they'd repaired or something. No, because yeah, wow. was
0: it Jenna? She said that it looks like a crossfield class, and I'm guessing that's what the discovery is—is is a crossfield class. Because oh. the like the saucer is the same, but it didn't have the same. Um, like engineering hull or anything. It had a very limited looking engineering yeah, hull. Yeah, no,
1: I didn't, I didn't pick up on any of that. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I did pick up, and jumping towards the end, I did pick up, and it was my one like real like negative for this episode was the Klingon battleship and the weapons. The couple. D7? Well, we can assume it was that. It but looks it, like a D7 to me. But it had weapons coming out of its nacelles. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, you do know they're the engines, right?
0: Yeah, you know, like I guess they could be built into the bottom of
1: it. I don't except just, there's fifty years of canon where no, no, none of, no ship that looks like that has ever fired from that position, like no. from that part of the ship. But it is also like you know An earlier model. There was that episode of the original series where Romulans were using a Klingon ship and they were calling it a Romulan ship just because they couldn't afford another model, so they just you know they called it something else but or this, whatever but this like harkens so.
0: back to like how many times have we seen like now the enterprise the 1701 how many times mm. have we seen that refitted yeah so you know the klingons could have done the same thing with their d7 yeah fair
1: fair i just i just i think from a from a real world engineering point of view it's like are you really going to strap weapons to the most volatile part of your entire ship
0: probably not but you know you never know
1: yeah. <laughs> they're also doing that thing that i I, I chipped Picard for it and I've got to chip this show for it as well. The warping in to a dead stop and warping into a system. Mm. No. It's, it's it's. I don't know, it's just my line in the sand. The line must be drawn here this far, no further. And I'm just like, you know what? It's something that... The line must be drawn here this far, no further. I've, I've
0: got buttons. I have to use
1: them. Bring the cork one in. Give us the cork <laughs> one as well. It's more, it's more angry, which is my vibe. <laughs> um yeah there's just a couple of things like that that i'm just like nah that's a that's a hard line for me that i'm not gonna cross um no warping into a system you you walk and and all the games you play as well you can't warp into a system you have to warp to the outside like the, the edge system, of the system the then. edge of the system and then impulse your way in and then also and discovery i think it might be because of discovery the way it it did the, the what do you call it? The the mushroom drive, whatever it was called. The spore, spore drive. drive. <laughs> um, it just pops in. So I think they're kind of taking that. It's like, and suddenly ships just pop in. They're like, pop, here we are. And it's like, no, it's it's linear. I kind of like, know?
0: as a tactical type of thing, I kind of like it because if you're warping in, it's going to be harder for them to detect exactly where you're going to stop as well. And like, yeah. if you're going to warp in, it's like, bang, I'm here. And then start firing straight away. That's cool because otherwise if you're warping into the edge of the system like guess what guys I'm here
1: yeah but you remember at that time I mean and, and they have done that in certain mm. episodes but in this it's like well that ship knew what it was there for it you know it was all part of a staged plan it wasn't going in guns hot because it knew that it was you know it was the whole you know fake out thing so it's like it really should have been, should have been acting as normal and just I mean Klingon ships have their own rules and they don't mind warping into systems. Uh but I'm just like
0: Well there used to be there was a thing in Star Trek for a while where they weren't allowed to go to warp inside a system mm. as well because you know they were damaging subspace and things like that. Well it's like also
1: that. just a navigational nightmare as well. Mm. So um yeah just little little things like that just my nerd brain just goes
0: one of the big things though on this episode that I want to talk about mm. is the relationship between Chapel and Mbenga. These guys they have a it's professional history like and it seems to me that they've done some dark shady shit. Yeah. Yeah like- and, and like
1: I was saying earlier like I felt like Mbenga had been painted into a corner but just this little nugget we've been given in this episode I'm like oh shit okay tell me more. So Bab- me more.
0: Babs the dude that plays Mbenga yeah he is actually quite an accomplished
1: martial artist as well. He looks They've done him dirty by giving him the doctor smock, like they've given him the bones smock. Because he, I reckon, he's got a rig under there. Like, oh, the dude's a weapon. Yeah, like Ethan Peck is. He's got a rig on him, but I feel like it's more an aesthetic rig. Banger, you're like, oh, he's he's like he could be like an MMA fighter. you yeah, know the, the he dude fucks shit up. He, I,
0: I was having a look and I saw a couple of little videos and stuff here and there. Yeah. He's actually like a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, wow. That's cool. Like, he's a weapon. Yeah, so and I would, I would love to see, see
1: him in the traditional science uniform mm. that, that Spock is wearing because they're a little more fitted and a little more straight line, whereas he's just in, like, this schlubby smock, which I guess helps hide all that. But I'm like, I want to see him look badass.
0: But so he's got this, like, a super soldier serum, basically. Yeah. So, and uh, was it... Um, Chapel, she said something to him about, like, do you ever go anywhere without, without it? And, it? And he's like, never. Yeah. So he and always
1: carries it. And she knows all about it. She seems to have used it before because yeah. she didn't seem to have a problem with doing it. And it's, yeah, it was very. The sequence was maybe a little long, but. I thought it was
0: super it cool, was, though. He
1: was so far. Like, it was just like, whoa. Like, in their
0: eyes, just like, whoa. They just go wide. And yeah. then they get the. And you could see as it started to wear off as well, especially with Chapel more. Yeah. Like, she'd hit like these Klingons, as it started to wear off. And you, she'd
1: be like, "Ah, oh, like, pull back her hand, like it's yeah. starting to hurt and, and stuff. And then by the end, you know, she was all cut up on the face yeah. and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I'm very interested to see and hear more and learn more like, about, about this whole thing.
0: Have they worked for, like, Section 31 at some point in their career yeah. or, or even just Starfleet Intelligence? Because, yeah, they've been into some shady shit and they've got secrets from everyone else, I'm yeah. sure of it.
1: I think it's, it's giving the potential for Mbenga to be the most well-rounded doctor in any series. yes, yeah. You know, Beverly, she was a mum. She was a single mum. Yeah, there, was, there was plenty of stuff there, but it was very much, I'm a doctor, I'm a doctor, I'm a doctor, I'm a doctor. Um, Bashir, for the longest time, I'm a doctor, I'm a doctor. Oh, I'm generally engineered. I'm a doctor, I'm a doctor, I'm a doctor, I'm a doctor. EMH, I'm a fake doctor, I'm a fake doctor, I'm a fake doctor, you know. Mm. Um, Bones, I don't know too much about, but he was very much, damn it, Jim, I'm a something, not, I'm a doctor, not a insert other thing here. Yeah. Um, so to give this kind of backstory um, to a healer of all people, I think is a really cool idea. So I'm interested to see where this goes.
0: Yeah, and like, it wasn't just the fact that, He'd been, he'd had this super serum that made him have the ability to fight. The dude could move. Yeah. Like he was excellent.
1: And yeah, I don't know, like it kind of gave the impression that it's a serum that he created.
0: Yes. I I had that impression too. Um,
1: Which is another interesting. So maybe he created it and then was, you know, Section 31 drafted him in or, you know, who knows? It's almost
0: like it's a temporary augment that lasts for a few minutes. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So um, who knows? I'm I'm into it. Yeah, very cool. It, like, I was
0: actually a little bit concerned. I was like, oh, Maddie's going to hate this.
1: No, no. It was, I'm, I'm
0: surprised that you did like it as yeah, well. Yeah, it
1: was. I, I bought the whole thing. Um, it's yeah, it gave Mbenga some layers, mm. which is which I think is really really important, especially now that he doesn't have his daughter. Um, and yeah, and the fact that it wasn't Chapel going, no, don't do it, don't do it. Like she was in. She was like, let's do it. She, like. And it gave the it's like they both know the risks, but it's there. It was their only option. But and they're keeping it a secret from everyone else. Yeah, I
0: also picked up that Mbenga's got a little bit of PTSD happening too.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So like Chapel, not so much. But in Benga, like yeah, he, he's obviously done some way allude, darker shit.
1: Yeah, she's used to elude that and she knows about a lot of it too. Yeah. So I like that they have that little They got um, that connection secret club between them. Mm. And it's not just, you know, um a doctor nurse situation. It's very much They're friends. They're friends, they're colleagues, they're equals, they're colleagues. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a very interesting... and it's giving Chapel more to do as well, which I like as well. Because I feel like, yeah, she. She's had more scream time than, than Ortegas. Yes. Uh, just based purely on the Spock stuff. Um, but there hasn't been a lot of, we haven't got to know a lot about her. So this I think gives us a lot. So now I want this for Ortegas because everything we've really seen of Ortegas is her at work, her at her desk flying the ship. I want, more, I want something like this for Ortegas where it's giving me character moments as well and I'm learning more about who they are as a person, their backstory, all that kind of stuff as well. So, yeah, yeah no, this is this is fantastic.
0: But at the same time with the Mbenga and Chapel like relationship as well, I kind of get that sort of that protective vibe from Mbenga towards Chapel, but he approves by the looks of it of the relationship between Chapel and Spock as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. He's, like, he's it's like, like that dad figure almost as well.
1: Yeah, he's almost just like I, I. can see this being beneficial to both of you. You yeah. are you're actually good for each other. Mm. Um, very cool. Yeah. Like,
0: I'm. Yeah, the the writing has been great. Yeah, so.
1: look, I I reserve the right to hate it once they <laughs> once they once they reveal what actually it actually is. They may shit the bed at that point, but from what I've been given so far, mm-hmm. I'm I'm interested. I'm into it.
0: Yeah, no, it's very 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 cool.
1: Yeah. So, um. Anyway, yeah,
0: no, that, that was excellent. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that, that ship, the Crossfield class, whatever it is, yep. that they built in that cave, busts out through the ground. Yeah. I, I mean, thought that was cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, fuck your structural integrity. We're just, <laughs> we're leaving.
0: <laughs> busts out through, and then the Enterprise is taking fire from it and shooting at it and stuff. That was really cool.
1: It was There was a weird moment, I feel like maybe it, it got fucked over in the edit a little bit, where Spock was like, okay, follow it stay within weapons range, but don't fire on it. And then it just cuts to us being fired on in the field. Like no one reported, Hey, they're charging weapons. They're firing on us. Like, I feel like that's a big thing. Yeah. Normally that would happen ship to start firing at the enterprise. Um, so that I literally had to rewind it and replay the bit. Like, did I just miss something? So no, I feel like there was maybe just a five second scene in there just to be like, they've detected us. They're charging weapons. Like that's literally all I need. Um, yeah. Just, to, I've, I don't think I've ever seen it before where it's like suddenly the, the, the star ship starts taking the star ship. Starts <laughs> yes, ship I get it. Ship that is the star of the show, but it's also a star ship. Um, <laughs> uh, I need a button. Oh, crickets. Just right. Um, yeah, like, to be taking fire and not report on it and, see, you know, if you're not going to see the commander, like, whoever's in charge, the captain commander, whoever, like, if you're not going to see their reaction to taking fire, then why are we taking fire? Mm. You know what I mean? So, because at the end of the day, it's all about how people are reacting to what's going on around them. That's that's what makes the show interesting. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and yeah, like, this is the first time Spock's... Like, imagine, like, okay, that's the moment... The first time Spock's been in command of the Enterprise and taking fire and we didn't see his reaction knowing that part of this whole thing is he's worried about his emotions. Yeah. So I'm like, it was just an interesting choice to admit it, especially when there's no runtime they have to stick to. They can make these episodes as long as they want. Um, True. Yeah. So who knows? Anyway, so what did you think about the
0: way that uh, Chaplin and Benga get off of the ship before it gets destroyed? Like basically it was a, it was a Hail Mary and hope like fuck that. that yeah. Yeah, beamed.
1: Yeah. Cause it was like, we have one helmet and one jetpack. for a second. I thought Mbenga was going to be like, you take, you take it. both and she's going to be like, no, 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 no. And but it was, wasn't even
0: a full suit. It was just a yeah. chest piece and the helmet. So yeah. would she have had oxygen? Probably not.
1: Yeah. Who knows? So, so yeah, it was, um, it was interesting. It was, I it's, like how
0: he's like we've been in worse situations, and she's like, "No, we haven't." Yeah.
1: It's very, uh, it's very Black Widow and Hawkeye being <laughs> yeah. like, "This is like Budapest all over again." Yeah, um, yeah, I do feel it was that was a little bit of a cliche moment in just that when they get on the transporter pad, Spock's just like all over Chapel, and it's like fucking. She wasn't
0: moving though, and, and Bengal still was. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but I mean, he was there with her the whole time. He went through the exact same thing she went through, and then also the fact that. Spock beat the medical team To the transporter room It's his girl Yeah still I'm just like <laughs> I was like It was a little It was a little odd A little cliche But
0: I thought it was hilarious though That when he's giving her The uh, the chest compressions And then she comes yeah. to And she's like Oh you've
1: been a bit rough <laughs> Classic
0: I wonder how champion. many times she said that to him
1: Yeah well He's going to He's going to play her Like a Vulcan liar oh, Yeah he's going to Play her somewhere. That's for sure
0: Uh did you notice, right, that mm. when the Klingon captain hails the Enterprise and Spock's talking about, you know, like, what's going on, he says, sensors.
1: Oh, Did you notice that?
0: I didn't. <laughs> I, I had, to, like, like you before, I, I re- rewinded it a little bit and I was like, and it just went back to that episode of Lower Decks for me. Yeah. Where there's an that admiral that's like, the sensors, and then, <laughs> like, they just, Give him total shit for it. I was like, Spock said yeah. sensors.
1: Yeah, yeah. Nimoy said that. So that's such a great touch.
0: Yeah. And I was just
1: like, wow. Okay, cool. Incredible. I did notice most of the Klingons were okay. Like all the stuff where they're drinking blood wine with Spock, fantastic. When. <laughs> he's got a hangover because of it. Yeah. When Laan was having that first encounter where she like puts the weapons out, takes some of it. Those Klingons, that was just some bad acting. They felt very human to me. Okay. Uh, I was like, I want, give me a Klingon. Uh, what is what is this? Give me a Klingon, Klingon. Um, but yeah, by the end with the other people, it was like, yeah, that's a Klingon. As they're that's drinking
0: the as well, they're saying a couple of like Klingon toasts and stuff. And I can't remember who it was, but someone translated it. And it was probably Ahura, But that toast means may your blood scream.
1: Yeah. Was I'm a, like, was it Pelia maybe? It uh, could have been Pellia, yeah.
0: But someone was like, and I was like, oh, that's that's a cool toast. Like, may your like, can you imagine your blood screaming what that would feel like?
1: I mean, with the alcohol content of blood wine, I guess it would. Be. <laughs> anyway. what's, what's that line from um, Apocalypse Rising? It's like Worf's like, be be grateful your the the alcohol inhibitor is working. Otherwise, you would be so drunk right now, you'd be unable to stand. So,
0: Spock debriefs admiral april
1: before he debriefs nurse chapel if you know what i mean
0: (laughs) anyway he's debriefing him and yeah like admiral april is like he's basically given spock a free pass here yeah
1: he's like you're lucky this worked out or you would be in part of you would be fighting a a war on two fronts basically and you'd be in a cell next to una
0: yeah and then we're like oh fighting a war on two fronts and then yeah it's the Gorn, they they yeah. flash up on the screen coming in.
1: I was expecting it to go the cliche route and go Romulans, so I'm really really glad they went Gorn instead. I think that's a really cool way to, because yeah, it's, it's a it's a character that and a species that hasn't had a lot of screen time. But they're
0: a pretty like from what we've seen in the first season of uh, Strange New Worlds, yeah, the Gorn have this potential to be absolutely like whoa, just like. Badass, bad, ass, bad yeah. guys,
1: and I think I think the the sweaty hardcore original series fans may have an issue with that, but I guess it's how you interpret the canon in terms of I feel like all that's really been said in the past, like on original series, is no one's ever seen a Gorn until a Kirk fought the Gorn. So well, um, apart from um, well, yeah, now there's her, and it's like well, yes, and that's the way they've interpreted. It. It's like well. Actually, the Gorn have killed many humans. It's just no one's survived to tell the tale. Yeah, um, I don't think Laan's going to survive. Strange New Worlds. I think that might be their way to tie up. Ooh, that, yeah, interesting. That bow in canon. Um, but yeah, like, so, so Gorn I,
0: later on, like we're talking like next generation era, and that, like. Are they in the Federation, or are they? No, because like,
1: isn't it called like the Gorn homogeneity? Yeah, something? the the, the, the Gorn homogeneity. Yeah, yeah. I think they have their own sort of thing. But like we um, we've
0: seen Gorn in like lower decks and stuff as well. Oh, like, have we? Yeah, yeah. So uh, one of the ones where they went onto to some space station somewhere, and there was a Gorn like cooking. Okay. Like so, yeah. are, are we? Leading up to a point where well, we I become guess, friends with the Gorn? Yeah, or, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I we, we like give them replicators so they can eat things instead of people. Like there's,
1: there's references to the Gorn in Deep Space Nine, but I can't remember. It might just be uh, Cisco saying when, Cork, when Kirk fought the Gorn, but I can't remember. Like um, two,
0: two species, you know, isn't, like...
1: Isn't um, Cassidy Yates's brother is on Cestus 3 and that's where they're playing like baseball and stuff like that. And isn't that where Kirk fought the Gorn on Cestus 3? Yes, I think so, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of in terms of the DS9 um, collaboration. But yeah, I guess in terms of, you know, um, the hardcore TOS fans is it's like, okay, well, let's try and limit Spock's knowledge and encounters with with the the Gorn so it doesn't affect one of the most popular and iconic original series episodes or, you know, um, but the yeah. Gorn hegemony. That's what Hegemony. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm down. That's it's, it's, yeah, it's better than just going straight into the Romulans. I think. It's yeah. A, At least
0: nice they're not touch. somehow bringing the Borg into it or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it's yeah. been done.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, um,
0: but okay. I, I want to see definitely a lot more Gorn and I don't know if we've come across them and know the, this species yet, but I want mm. to see some Breen at some point to learn more about them as well.
1: Well, they might be in the same scenario because in Deep Space Nine, they're like no one's ever seen under a Breen's armour. No one knows what they no. look like. But then in that same episode, Kira's wearing Breen armour to, to rescue um, uh, Torres so it's like, well, she had to strip that off someone. So at least Kieran has seen what they look like <laughs> underneath there. Maybe she
0: doesn't want to talk about it yeah, because they're very too, ugly.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that could be fun. Um, I would like to see um, uh, who are the, they're, they're part of the Federation. They're one of the founding members, the Little Tusk guys. The tel- Is it Tellarites? Tellerites. I want to see some more Tellerites. I want to see some live action Tellerites and and, and well, a little bit more about them.
0: You do see, I oh, know you probably haven't watched it as much as I have, uh, Enterprise. There's quite a few Teleriite right stuff in Enterprise. Yeah,
1: and there's that whole they like to argue is like their their thing or whatever. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. I would just like to see, um, see them in a good show. Mm. So
0: <laughs> I want to see some Andorians as well. Yeah, because at this point the Andorians are in the Federation because yeah. they were a founding member. Like yeah, and there correct. should be a lot more Andorians in Starfleet.
1: Yeah, yeah. So. I think I think. And that's something I know that you've praised lower decks for. And I guess it's easy yeah. to do it there in in live action. But with Jennifer. Let's let's see well, <laughs> let's see some non human captains. Let's see, you know, let's see. I know uh back in like season one of uh Next Generation with the the weird um little little um silverfish that were taking over the Federation there was like the Bolian captain, yep. like when Kirk met those three other captains on the on the planet and stuff like that. But yeah, give us give us an Endorian captain cameo, and give us give us a Tellarite. Give it, you know, yeah. Let's let's expand um, those species that we know about that we're not seeing a lot of.
0: Well, also, I have heard, and I'm I don't know how true this is. Mm. We might not have seen the last of him either.
1: Okay. So,
0: like, he's an Aenar, and he come, mm. he's obviously an Andorian Anar. Yeah. Comes from a frozen planet. He fell out onto a frozen planet, so he could survive. But
1: didn't, wasn't that also after a Gorn, like, exploded out of his chest?
0: I can't remember that. Maybe. Isn't, isn't that
1: why he sacrificed himself?
0: I can't remember. Damn, now I need to go back and read <laughs>
1: that. I mean, it would be good, because it did feel a little bit... Lack like, why we introduce such a distinct, interesting character to get three episodes and then kill him? And it's
0: only like the second time we've ever seen, um, yeah. his species as well from uh, yeah. the Andorians. So, yeah,
1: no, I'm, yeah, that's, I, I would, love want to see, see him back. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Anyway, this episode done. Right, mm. the next episode I'm really looking forward to. Probably, this is probably the second most episode that I'm looking forward to of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Ad Astra. Aspera.
1: Oh, have you translated that? No, I haven't. I know uh Ad, ad Astra Scienta, like the, the 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 Latin for science, mm-hmm. is on like one of the Starfleet things. Like it's one of their mottos. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it yeah, is, isn't Ad it? Astra Scienta or whatever it is. Well,
0: before we when we get to the next episode, mm-hmm. Maddie and I will try and translate it. We'll find yeah. out and Little do you guys know, because we're filming or recording this right now, we're about to go to lunch. Then we're yeah. going to sit down and watch the next episode That's and it. record jump, it. Jump
1: on conversion.com <laughs> and just figure out what that means. Great people. Great people. Great people.
0: It's, if they want to sponsor us, feel free. Yeah, if you want
1: to sponsor the show. So, uh, anyway,
0: yeah, that, as I said, that next episode's called Ad Astra per Aspera, which is basically the trial of Una. I'm down for it. Down for it. Down right. for it. You can find myself on the socials at Geek and Camo. Maddie, where can we find you?
1: At High Pitch Matty, H I G H P I T C H M A T T Y on Instagram. I'm also also on Twitter, but I'm I'm never there.
0: I'm actually thinking about jumping on the Twitter as well. Oh, it's a hate box. Is it really? It is. It's that bad?
1: Yeah. Okay, well. I've had, there's a thing where you can, there's two feeds. It's funny, I literally had this conversation with Mitch uh, like two days ago on our. um, uh, Stargate? No, DC. Oh, the DC. No, sorry, we talked some Marvel. Sorry, we talked some Secret Invasion um there's two feeds there's the for you feed and then there's the following feed the following feed is a much nicer place because oh because you're only seeing the things that the you're things following that you follow whereas the for you is just like we want you to engage with people and argue with them and
0: it's not good yeah here, here's what the president of bolivia is saying yeah
1: you know me i, I like to get the last <laughs> word in so i fight with people until i get blocked Anyway
0: Girls Guys And Janice Well done (laughs) I'm all over it I wrote it down Ally So progressive Uh,
1: See you next time Bye Get into Geek